At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell. Starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? This is going to be a fun one today. A chance to do another listener-suggested topic. This was a, another quarter-finalist, a, a I guess semi-finalist technically. It won two rounds. The topic is creating a team that would win the nba championship with no all nba players on it so danny and i are actually going to collaborate on this one and try to just talk through it'll be a a fun way for you guys to get a little window into how we think about team building and we'll try to come up with the best team that we can i think we'll just do a 10-man rotation overall we don't need to go 15 deep uh, on this one salary is not going to be a factor for this that was not part of the contract we're trying to hew as closely as we can to what the listeners suggested because we are trying to serve you after all you guys voted on these proposals and we're kind of submit we had over 100 submissions initially which we certainly appreciate that listener engagement and so how are we going to be taking it to mean that it's no all nba player the the place to start is anybody who has been voted to an all nba team in a previous season they are obviously not included and then what you and i did and i think this was a fair way to kind of adjudicate what still is going on is that the most recent all nba teams we did were at the end of february was technically i think like march 2nd Uh, so pretty close to the hiatus we anybody who was on our all nba teams to that point who had never been on an all nba team before they are also ineligible to be included for this because the thought is that they are all nba players they definitely they were at the time of the hiatus a big picture thing that I thought was significant about this, and you know, because I, I I don't really think about all NBA teams collectively, I think about them individually for a fair amount. I mean, it's something we do in the pod, but there really aren't that many great players that fall through the cracks. There are some pretty good ones, and there are, there are some there are some that are that were consistently good players that had a that had a peak that never made it that are now post prime. Like I think Paul Millsap and Mike Conley fit that description, and so prime of those guys, I think they would be more you know they'd be very very good players for an exercise like this. But really, I mean, we'll, we'll go position by position, but there aren't any like really glaring omissions. And in some ways that that makes this a lot harder than the last team building exercise we did, because at least then you had stars you could build around. And so like those clear cut best players on a really good team, those were a lot harder to find in this one because you couldn't sacrifice other things to make them eligible. They just weren't. So I think as I just look over the categories overall, I think it's going to be pretty easy for us to have an awesome fence, right? Yes. And and keep in mind, we don't have to beat another super team. We just have to beat whoever the best team is this year. The the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers. That's probably who uh, I'm focusing on being able to match up with here. So 
I think the number one thing that we need to figure out is how are we going to make an elite offense here when we don't have basically there's a few that fall through the cracks but you know we, we don't have any of the top creators in the NBA Trey Young made both of our teams this year so he's out Bradley Beal made my team this year he's out Chris Middleton and Jimmy Butler made I think maybe even both of our teams Pascal Siakam maybe yeah that so. that one stung you you had him on and I didn't and I, I was really hoping <laughs> that we could use him but we can't so here are the players that i think are the best offensive players of the group we remain i'm gonna not even limit it to positions right now because i think we want to just get the best offensive player we can find and then we can build around that player and we could debate a little bit you know if the guy's just too bad defensively so here here are the players that i am thinking of here as potential really good offensive players that we could still have point guard there's not a ton of firepower either uh De'Aaron fox or john morant to me would probably be the best offensive players you can also argue that drew holiday should figure and, and i think it there'd be a very powerful argument for him depending on, on who we pick shooting guard this is a, a little bit stronger and we've got donovan mitchell devin booker cj mccollum lou williams uh, as pretty good offensive players at the shooting guard position small forward jason tatum brandon ingram jalen brown are probably our only really good offensive players at small forward power forward also interesting we got zion williamson ben simmons and then it, that's about it as far as it, then you've kind of got just more shooter type of guys beyond that. And then at center, I mean, really the only guy that I'd look at it as a, a really good offensive player, I mean, it's not an offensive position, would probably be Chris Tapps Porzingis. Yeah, and I I think it's good to bring up Porzingis here because one of the tenants that might be a part of this team is if you don't have that dominant initiator, bringing in players that make life easier on them. So Porzingis, what he does is he improves the overall spacing. So that means that the creator has a little bit more to work with. They'll face less resistance at the rim. And so I think... Porzingis isn't your like your best offensive player on a team like this, but he does make life a lot easier. And that's why I think he to me, when I went through and saw how weak the point guard position was, that it was more the best players who are point guards who are left aren't the best offensive players, you know, Drew and, and Eric Bledsoe most notably among them. And so that to me made the argument stronger for both Porzingis and Zion because those are both players that I think could be a part of a dynamic offense, even if they're not the initiator the primary ball handler i think so and actually i mean center i think is going to be pretty simple to to me i think porzingis has got to be on there we've talked about how much having a guy who can protect the rim on one end and shoot the ball on the other how useful that can be i think I, I like him better than Brooke Lopez. I think he's about the same as a rim protector. Not nearly as good as a rebounder, but none of the best teams in the NBA are. Maybe the Lakers, to some degree, are going to hurt you on the offensive class. Not that. Oh, and, and about also, that. As, as a point of clarification, we are not treating this that if we take a player from one of the great teams, that player is now off of that great team because that would be pointless. So like, uh, yeah, we're yeah. not going to like. I mean, because if you were to argue that, they're like, hey, let's take Brooke Lopez away from the Bucks. No, it's, it's imagining that there was a club. Other than his genetics. Yeah, so I, I mean, I thought there was really four guys, but two of them stood out. Porzingis is one, and then Bam Adebayo is the other one to me yes. that I think has to be on here. Um, His passing ability is important. We actually, I mean, that's one of the things where I think we're going to be a little light is on passing. Uh, You know, we don't have, like, the, the great passers who are out there still, if they were also good at other stuff, they would have made an all-NBA team already. So Yeah, Ben, Sim- ben Simmons he- is a great example of that. 
And I mean, yeah. Simmons, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he makes one in time. It's just that he hasn't yet. Yeah. Well, and he, he might be on this team too. Um, oh, absolutely. He might be. Yeah. So, and also having Porzingis makes it easier for us potentially to, to have Simmons. So, um, and you could even, if you wanted to, we could play Porzingis and Adebayo together too, because Adebayo is perfectly capable of guarding on the perimeter. Uh, and then Adebayo could play as, a, as more of a five and Porzingis is the four offensively. Well, and, so, and especially like because a lot of the fours are really limited now we will probably be sliding some threes up but the like the four position has a lot of players that i like that i might not want in a closing five like zion is a great example that there might be games where you want him in there but he's very limited defensively we don't trust his jump shot so there might be nights where you 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 want him as a possibility but not a probability yeah so porzingis and adebayo if we were going 15 deep i'd probably throw brooke lopez in there too just to give us a little more muscle um and he, he might even have like a little bit quicker of feet than Porzingis. But yeah, and that's... I'll mention yeah, Miles Turner just because there are some lo- where Porzingis and Lopez are a little bit more duplicative than than adding Miles Turner. But Lopez to me is a better player at that general archetype than Turner is right now. So I don't think the athleticism difference makes matters as much. No, I agree with you there. Um, so those are our two centers, uh, Porzingis and Adebayo. Oh, and something else to note: I mean, we, there are a lot of offensively capable centers that are a little post prime. Like Demar, there were guys that I'd forgotten. Like I mean, Cousins, I think was second team All NBA a couple of years ago. Um, and then Drummond was a third team a few years ago. Different to guys that I hadn't remembered were were at that level for a couple of years, even in some cases. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm good with either of those guys. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, so let's get back to this idea of who we want to have as a, our wing score, our pick and roll threat. I mean, pick and roll is the foundation of the NBA, and so to me, it really comes down to you know, uh, Mitchell, Booker, Tatum. Those are probably the three guys I look at, and maybe we would say that we want to have two of them ultimately. Um, is there anyone else who figures in that for you? I think we should consider Fox and Morant just because they they they're positionally they're good but I, I would have them below and I might have them above Tatum as like the the lead guy but I think I think this is a good example of why I definitely want Tatum on this team whether he's oh, whether yeah. he's, I mean, I, he's he's a no-brainer I think the question just becomes if we had like him is that enough offense and now we can go for defense no I think you need another guy. guard yeah I, I think you're right I think I think I'm going to make the argument that Devin Booker has to be on this. Team. I, I would agree with you. And Booker and Mitchell, I've vacillated, you know, back and forth on which guy is is better as an overall player. But we've already kind of tackled one of the big challenges of this team is that you need that go to player, you need that star, and Mitchell. I, I just don't think his game suits this team as well as Booker does. We've seen Booker grow a lot with the ball in his hands. Also, his off-ball game has improved a lot. That was something we, you and I discussed in the most improved player discussion on Wednesday night. And that means Booker is a, he's a more versatile fit in this. And, and I, I like Mitchell's defense. Not that Mitchell has reached the levels. I mean, going back to that Utah Summer League when we were at, where it looked like he was going to be a lockdown defender, including on theoretical teammate in this Jason Tatum. He hasn't been at that level, but he's sure been a hell of a lot better than Devin Booker. Yeah, he has. To me, Booker is the only player in our universe that, and maybe Tatum is the other one. Like Mitchell, to me, he doesn't do anything where you're like, oh man, that is unstoppable. We can't deal with that. Uh, whereas Tatum now has added these step back threes. Booker, with his size against smaller players, is 
really difficult to deal with and Booker's the only player who really as a perimeter guy has gotten over that magical 60% true shooting and has been a really high usage player and then he also can shoot the ball off ball as well I mean I like him more as a spot up guy than than Mitchell also and he gets the free throw line way more than Mitchell that's that's a huge part of this as well and another arrow in the Devin Booker quiver which is a very new one is that this year, the Suns, using cleaning the glasses filter, the Suns had a 114 offensive rating when Booker was on the floor, and he was the best offensive player on their entire team, so he was the best offensive player when he was on the floor, and the Suns had much improved offensive talent, but it wasn't like they were amazing. So he had to do a lot of heavy lifting, and he will have to do more heavy lifting on this team than I might have anticipated when we started really thinking about it, but I think he's better suited for that specific task. And that doesn't mean Mitchell is like not on the team. You could even theoretically play both those guys. But what Booker kind of starts creating is also this kind of cascading effect that I wanted to talk about in the relatively early going, which is you and I are both big on, you know, switchy defenses, having a lot yeah. of wings. That gets way more complicated if we're talking about Devin Booker and Kristaps Porzingis as principals on this team. Less complicated if we're talking about Bam Adebayo. Yeah, so I think, uh, and if we're going to do Zion Williamson, we got problems with that too. So yes. I think as if we're going with the 10-man rotation, I definitely want to have personnel that will enable us to play that way but we don't and also it doesn't matter as much now that the Warriors aren't just this monster team it'd be nice to have against Houston too if we have to play them uh might be nice to have against the the Clippers depending on how they want to play um probably not really something you would go to that much against the Lakers maybe so if they go with AD at center um Bucks would be interesting there. I mean, Giannis is going to physically overwhelm. You're not going to come up with five guys who can all guard Giannis necessarily. Right, Um, and and against some of those teams, we're going to be using bigs as like against Giannis as primary defenders too. That's going to be one of one of the ways to reconcile this is is using Bam, using Porzingis as that as that guy. And um, so like and and the small forward position is a is a challenge because there are some like I mean some players that I think are. I think Tatum and Brown to me are pretty clear inclusions because they can they can defend well, they can hit open shots, they can they can I pass reason you know they can they can I think they can fit in with the systems that we're going to do. But my question is is there another wing? Remember the teams that we're going against. You know, the, the idea of this prompt was a team that can that would win the championship. I think we probably need, even though that would be mo- more quote-unquote small forwards, but also it's just a lot of resources to throw at it. I think we probably want one more guy that we're comfortable with throwing at. Kawhi Leonard is on one of the elite teams. Paul George is on one of the elite teams. LeBron James, Giannis. So do you want to use our, let's say, 10-man resources to get another big wing to throw at these guys yeah let's let's think about that um yeah I, I mean i agree with you i think tatum is on there for sure we already got him uh we decided we're gonna go with devin booker and and we if if he's just getting killed defensively you can take him off the floor and he's got some size too i mean as an on-ball guy he's not like that terrible um now he's never been in the playoffs either which is a, a big problem with that yeah i mean this is tough so we got booker tatum Porzingis and Adebayo for sure that's four the question becomes do we do we want to go with traditional point guard or not I mean to me 
Fox, Morant, those guys are too small. I think right, like so. Yeah. That, that actually, I'll, I think we'll jump in with my next question, and it might answer help answer this. Is I think Drew Holiday is the best guard defender of this group. You can make an argument for Josh Richardson. You can make an argument for a couple other guys. But why I think Drew is a he's not a must include, but it's really close to that is because he can also functionally run an offense, and so he especially you probably we're probably going to end up starting him just because we have. I don't think we want Devin Booker guarding point guards unless you feel comfortable with Jalen or Tatum or if we include Ben Simmons and start him but then that opens a whole other set of issues um so I guess there are kind of two questions there one is is are we do we plan on having another initiator in the starting lineup and then do you agree with me that Drew Holiday is the best guard defender yeah I, I think of the point guards Drew Holiday is the one that sticks out to me I mean I think he's better than Eric Bledsoe as far as guys who who really have some defensive chops I slightly considered uh Fred Van Vliet as well but I think he's he's just a little bit too small uh, when you're talking about uh, I, I, the ideal group. He's probably the best shooter at point guard out of those guys. Well, and, and also, um, Drew, he's, there were times, I mean, I think back to that Pelicans-Warriors series a couple of years ago after they vanquished the Blazers, and Drew was guarding Kevin Durant because he was their best defender on Kevin Durant. He's probably not going to have most of those assignments in this series, but there are also capable guards that he can shut down, like he did in the aforementioned Blazers series. So let's think about this a little bit more holistically. If we got Booker, Tatum, we're starting... Starting Porzingis, we might also, or we might want to go without a bio at center. I mean, what else does the team need? I think they need one other person who can reliably run pick and roll, be a transition ball handler, and maybe Drew is the answer there. Somebody who can do that, where whatever position they play could be Ben Simmons, whatever they're going to do. So I'd say that's one niche. Another one is... I think if it's just Tatum, Booker, Porzingis, Adebayo, we need at least one more wing defender, maybe two. And then I would love to have another knockdown shooter if we can pull somebody. Well, another option we could go to, though, would be if we wanted to... I, I think we, we Ben Simmons has got to be on here. Um, I mean, we've kind of danced around that long enough. And part of why I like him, yeah, he doesn't shoot it that well, but he could have a size advantage at a lot of positions, potentially. Well, and also he um, can defend defend every position so he can cover right. up the booker gaps in particular yeah no I, he's obviously really good there i mean i'd like to maybe have someone like he his arms are a little bit short like he did a really good job on Kawhi last year but Kawhi still lit him up anyway um so i am thinking that maybe we'd want to have one more Kawhi stopper kind of guy but what i like about simmons is he can kind of start at power forward but then if you wanted to move into a different kind of team like let's say you wanted to play him without a bio together you could move Simmons to point guard if you wanted to in that situation and get more shooting at the four or just play a wing at the four who's going to be off the ball. Um, and he does really unlock that switchability. Also fantastic in transition. We don't really have that guy on this team who's pushing it in transition yet. So that that's a, a weakness that we need to, to remedy. Yeah, and we have a lot of guys that can play in transition, but that aren't really the, the guy who makes the passes. So yeah, the, that great grab and go guy necessarily. Well, um, so another yeah. big question though that we need to get into related to Ben Simmons here is: Do you think it's tenable to if we're doing a ten man rotation? Do you think it's tenable to have both Ben Simmons and Zion both because of the positional needs and because they're both limited shooters? Yeah, I mean the fit uh, having both Simmons or Williamson and Adebayo on the floor at the same time can be a little tough. Although both Adebayo and Zion are such good finishers that you're 
kind of loath to leave them because even if you're not guarding them they can just take a dribble and come in and dunk on your head so they have a little bit more gravity than just your typical non-shooter guy might yeah and you can um, put the ball in their hand like Adebayo's done so much with the ball yeah. in his hands and so dribble handoff which you might not want to necessarily do with Ben Simmons on the floor for a couple reasons but there are other lineups where it could work the other reason that I really like Zion is if the other team is switching you can't do that against Zion um and, and he's all, just in terms of the efficiency and the usage like he's our other crazy high efficiency high high usage guy in addition to Booker and I think Zion probably comes off the bench for us especially to keep him away from some of the worst defensive matchups but Porzingis is the absolute best fit in probably the whole NBA to play next to Zion from a defense and a shooting standpoint so I, I mean I think you know Zion you haven't come off the bench we're not relying on him if his defense is too bad we can take them out same thing with Booker if we need to you know maybe you don't play those guys together too much but I I think Zion does have to be on there which is crazy to say I mean this guy's a rookie but uh he just provides and also the two teams that he's struggled against the most this year were the Bucks and the Lakers because of their size but hopefully with more talent around him that wouldn't be as much of an issue and or he could just come in off the bench and just you know score 15 points in 15 minutes and then sit down when they put their best units out exactly you brought you brought up the exact issue that I wanted to bring up which is Zion had to start against the Bucks and the Lakers and the Clippers in this circumstance he doesn't and Robin Lopez would be available and the the Lakers play a bunch of bigs but I think that once you slide him out you know the he will still be a a, a second unit destroyer and it's nice to have to have him there and then there are times when I think he, he could be used more the challenge of committing so now we have if we're putting both of those well, guys well, can we talk about who the other candidates would be if we didn't take Zion or Simmons sure uh, so I maybe mean, one of the what are the ideas we already have Tatum as a lock is that if we have both Zion and Simmons then Tatum's going to be spending more time guarding threes which I think he's better as a four for a couple different reasons so you could theoretically I mean Ben Simmons plays wherever and I think he's actually going to log a minute a lot of minutes gu- defending guards yeah. but uh, it, it does kind of move Tatum out of a little bit of what I... So I, I think I would rather use Tatum in those minutes rather than somebody like Millsap or Tobias Harris or P.J. Tucker. Like I think that's where you're really doing it from. And also, theoretically, some Chris, some Porzingis BAM minutes. That would be the other way to log the four. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing that you might talk about is just getting like another awesome shooter like a Jaron Jackson or or even like Davis Bertans. But I, I mean, I think just when you look at the quality of the player, like Zion and Ben Simmons are just way better players than these other guys. Well, and undeniable, unguardable, those those things generally translate really well to the yeah. playoffs. And it is a different caliber of, of player. And when Zion was most guardable against the exact teams we're choosing him to face, but he's damn good. And he would have, I mean, that he would have really good teammates around him. And I think that with the right coaching and scheming, you could put Zion and Simmons, the specifically flawed players, but also really players with elite strengths. I think you can put them in a good position to succeed because of the flexibility we have constructing this roster, though I think we have to be incredibly cognizant of those distinct elements as we're putting together the rest of the team. And I also I think that's why it's good to talk about them early rather than late, because now we can think about if we're putting Zion and Ben Simmons on the team, something I support, that is now a constraint that we consider when we're assembling the rest of the roster. So I think we want some guys that are better shooters, maybe a little bit more adept as defenders, because they're, that's what we're asking them to play 
play alongside. Well, and last point here on those guys, if it were to get to the point in a playoff series where it's like they're just killing us offensively because they're not getting guarded, which I, I don't think is going to happen. Uh, definitely not with Zion, maybe more so with, with Simmons. I think we just, we want to have some other wings where we could just go with a guy who could be more of a three and D type of role. Sure. Um, okay, so we have, so now at this point, we have six players locked in. Front court, we'll call it that. Porzingis, Adebayo, Zion Williamson, Tatum, and then Ben Simmons is a hybrid, and then Devin Booker is the only backcourt player that we have committed to. So we have four slots left. Yeah, so now the question is, do we want to go kind of more specialist? Do we want to go still more all-around type of players? And then, you know, are we going to take a, a traditional point guard? So um, if we're going to have the optionality to play a more traditional wing who can shoot at the four, I do think we probably need to have Jalen Brown on this team also. Yeah, I'd say it's Brown, it's Brown, OG, or Ingram, or Danny Green. And yeah, I, Ingram's out to me. He's too bad defensively. Agreed. So I, I, I and and Jalen has a more versatile offensive game than OG. So I, th- I, I think that yeah. we we could really use that. This you know there there will be an opportunity for low usage players. And but I think Jalen Brown. Now are you a little bit cognizant that this is something? The I think Jalen Brown is a better player than OG and Anobi. All of that at the moment, but. We are, you know, we are looking at a very specific set of matchups, and we don't really, I mean, who is our default player to defend LeBron, Kawhi, all that, and granted, Jalen... Probably Ben Simmons, right? I guess, and... Uh, I mean, and Tatum has taken some steps for you. He had a nice turn defending Kawhi in one of the regular season matchups. So basically, Um, the I I don't know if that's always going to hold up. So basically, the question I want to ask before we move forward is just... Is that a, not a tiebreaker, but is that a more definitive thing that needs to be helped that OG is better at than Brown, even if Brown is a superior all-around player? Yeah, I'm also worried that OG is going to just not get guarded. Yes. That, that's a potential issue. Who, who who do we have on this team that's guarding Giannis? Out of bio? That's, that's I think so. Our, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it'd be nice to have one other player, too. And, you know, Ben Simmons, he's really failed in that role when he's played against him. Porzingis is going to be too slow. So maybe we do need NNOP on this team. Just to, as one more guy who can match up in just for 15 minutes a game there. Let's let's consider him. So we what are we at? We at Six players now. We're at seven if we're seven. putting Jalen okay. Brown on. All right, let's hold. Let's hold on to Jalen Brown for a second. Let's just determine if we've got six players. Who else is still under consideration right now? I I would say at, on the guard line, our next the next priority, the next must include would be Drew Holiday. He's versatile defensively, can handle the ball, can 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 run an offense, and he won't he won't be in all the time. But I think that he fills a lot of roles that we need and we're already at the point you know six players locked in we're talking about a seventh maybe an eighth that we need somebody who can do a lot of things because we're not going to have as many players filling these roles so i think i think drew is the best of those options well okay so so he's a, he's a candidate let's let's yes. just lay out the universe here so that so we can make our decision so donovan mitchell and obi jalen brown donovan mitchell CJ, CJ McCollum, Drew Holiday. Anyone else for you? Well, I mean, we could talk about whether we want to have two point guards, Fox and Fox and Morant. Probably don't want Bledsoe and Drew, and I think Drew is better than Bledsoe. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think. I mean, here's the thing about Drew to me. It, like, I, and I liked his game more than a lot of people, but he's still a little bit smaller as a guard. The biggest argument that you can make for him is he could be really good getting over a screen in conventional pick and roll defense against, which we're gonna play if we're gonna be playing Porzingis. Um, against a smaller guard, you can put him on. You know, if you're you're facing a, a point guard here. But are any of the teams that we're going up against? 
against, they really have elite point guards that we're that worried about. <sighs> I, I don't know, right? I mean, I mean, you could say guarding, like, Westbrook doesn't really play pick and roll anymore. Harden is kind of doing his ISO thing. I mean, it's, Drew's a good matchup against Harden, but... Um, I mean, the Celtics, I think he'd be very useful there. Yeah, not yeah, as, yeah not Kemba as, Walker. Not as premium a matchup. I, I I think that he could also help short I mean, I, I, honestly, I'm not that worried about the Celtics. I, I think we could take... I mean, we, we could have basically, like, the, the two Celtics wings on our team and then, like, way better supporting talent than they have. I, I think we'd, we're going to crush the Celtics. I'm not that worried about them. To me, it's really those three teams because uh, like the Celtics don't have anyone who's better than our best player and we have way more depth so I I, I think I, I'm not that worried about that matchup I don't think we need to like play I, I think that I think that there are benefits like Drew kind of tip of the spear stuff on a lot on a lot of teams but you're right that it's the less premium because the yeah. you know the cap not the caps that's not where LeBron is anymore the Lakers they don't rely on that in the same respect so I, I think Drew brings ancillary benefits but it is true that those will be more muted. Now, my other counter to that would be, I think that the margin between him and some of the other candidates as an offensive creator is pretty small, so you might as well just go with him anyway. Like, I don't yeah, think... I, I'm not as high on, on his offense these days. But, I mean, do you trust... John Morant or De'Aaron Fox or Donovan Mitchell to be that to be like to be the bread and butter type yeah, guy. I mean, M- Mitchell, I'm not sure if I do. Um, I, I, I mean, Morant is just he's very tantalizing, and also I've been very impressed by what he's been able to do in an ISO at the end of games and pick and roll at the end of games. Like he actually really has been unstoppable. Um, and I don't think that Memphis has actually used him offensively as much as they could be. Would the idea? But man, would I the mean, I, two rookies is tough. Well, not only two rookies, but also Morant. I mean, maybe the idea is that we're using Simmons more in this role, but like Morant and Blood and, and Booker scares me a little bit. Not that Morant. Uh, Morant yeah, it's just. I just I think Drew for me Drew is a safety blanket. I don't think that he has to be a high a high volume guy on this team, but just to have somebody who can do that. And if you I mean so like for me I would rather have Drew than let's say Josh Richardson or Bledsoe or you know I think you want somebody who can reliably defend guards even if it's not the most important thing you do just because there are times that if you know somebody's playing well and you wouldn't expect it and just having them to shut off a valve is is a good thing to do. And I mean we're going to have a point guard on this team to help run offense and i i do really like job but i i worry that he take that he's so unproven that he takes more that he he that in those circumstances some you know like teams are going to be better at getting back in transition and everything else and so it, it there's an argument i'm not i'm i i definitely think there is but I, i'm i lean more in drew's direction personally for now we've got four slots left i mean my thought is we give jalen and og spots because jalen can That's guard jalen yeah. can guard twos og can yeah, Tatum, you could bounce them around. They've already done that on the Celtics. So I think I, my thought would be we give that to both of them and then we do kind of a more offensive guard and a defensive guard because there aren't any... I, I wouldn't rather have Ingram than some of the perimeter players or like Danny Green or something like that. So that's kind of where I'm where I'm thinking about it now is... I, yeah, I mean, especially given who we're going against, I think Jalen and, and OG both fit on this team really well. Yeah, and I think with Porzingis, we've got enough shooting... Um, I mean, I think we yeah, maybe a little light on that. I mean, maybe we go with Drew and I mean, there's probably some people who are crying bloody murder right now that we would be picking John. Think John Moran would be better than Tier and Fox. Yeah, Fox. I mean, especially the way he was playing at the end. 
Yeah, I, I like I wasn't pushing as hard on yeah. it. I, I think Fox is, is is more established. Miranda's, you know, the he has yeah. the higher ceiling, he has some real wow plays, but I think Fox possession by possession did a really good job. Yeah, I, I mean I I think Morant is better as a half court pick and roll player than Fox is. I mean Fox is better defensively, he pushes it harder in transition, he's just he's more polished, he's not gonna screw up as much. But in this scenario, you're not again. You you could like you could bring in Ja and Zion as a second unit and just see if they can just carve people up for a little bit um, in pick and roll. Yeah, I think I think that's what I'm going to advocate for here. Um, let's 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 run thing, through yeah. let's run through some of the other guys that are worth considering. So yeah. Fox, we've already discussed a little bit. Donovan yeah, Mitchell. I just want to yeah. Sorry, sorry. One more thing, I'm around. Sure. Before you, I mean, I I think just to have that one awesome guy who's like unstoppable when the other team is playing conventional pick and roll defense i think would be really good we don't necessarily have that yet like booker is like okay at that but he doesn't put a ton of pressure on the rim he's a okay passer he's not great tatum it doesn't really get to the basket as well out of pick and roll you know he's looking to shoot first um i, I just it, he gives us another look that i don't think anyone else that we're considering does and you know how much I hate rookies, so it does it does like really bother me to be advocating for this. But okay, sorry, I, I interrupted you, but I, I wanted to finish out that topic. Yeah, so we're we're kind of penciling in right now that we have that we have eight. If we're counting Jalen Brown and OG Ananobi, that we kind of have eight spots functionally locked up. I wanted to run through. I don't think there's any argument that the other two players that we're adding will be guards. At least that will be there. Quickly on Ananobi, is there an argument for like a Danny Green or a Robert Covington instead of Ananobi? The argument... More shooting? If if our goal were to win as many regular season games as possible, if that had been the prompt, then yes. I think that would have been, you know, kind of getting at what we did in the the, the 100 million thing, which I something that I think I I sort of did put... I, I think it did a little bit wrong. This specific prompt was win the championship. And to win the championship... We know who we're facing. We're facing yeah. the Lakers. We're facing the Bucks. We're facing the Clippers. Probably two of those three teams. Yeah. We don't. We don't have a conference. Yeah. Green and Covington just don't have the size that we they do. don't. And and we and those players, especially Danny Green, because he's playing with LeBron. Sometimes they're not going to have to have those assignments on their current teams, but they they might at times on this team. And we don't we we don't have that many players that we can throw at that, especially if you know Simmons is going to be doing a lot of other stuff. So I think having OG as a fa- as a fallback as somebody uh, uh, who could do that especially because we have we don't have that real go-to off- offensive player like we would want but we have a lot of capable guys and i think if the ball finds og in the corner he'll do a good enough job and having having those wing defenders that's part of why you and i were from what i recall like, i mean we didn't know og's game that well but we were high on him when he was drafted and then that's first summer league is there aren't that many players who can do that yeah well he didn't play that summer league but but when he first started oh yeah yeah the, the one that he played in when he was when he was started playing after he was recovered you're right um what if we did instead of ananobi pj tucker or maxi kleba someone with a little more shooting ability but more of a traditional power forward i don't think we need more power forwards i think that having a, a more of a wing who can defend threes and fours yeah, but, but i don't think Zion. i'm not sure i'm not sure that the power forwards we have i, I mean og he's probably worse offensively than either tucker or kleba i would agree and he can drive but he also he's not as reliable of a three-point shooter as tucker and kleba is a better shooter than either of those guys but i like i like tucker sort of like his current teammate robert covington i like them more in the team construct as like a team defender rather than a one-on-one guy and 
Yeah. We know Tucker's that speed these, have slowed down a little bit. Yeah, but, that but these also, teams yeah. like one on one. They like one on one play. Like they're they're going the Bucks are gonna be leaning on Giannis. The Lakers are gonna be leaning on LeBron. The and Kawhi. I mean, shit. We know how that we know how that can go. So it's. Yeah, so, as so I, you I, think, you think OG is do a better job on those guys than like I do. Tucker or Kleba would. Yeah, I do. Kleba, especially and Tucker because... is might be stronger against Giannis. Yeah. I, I can't remember how. I don't think Tucker has done like some amazing job on Giannis though. I, I, I'm trying to think back of how I, good he was. Except. It's hard because they've always been one-off games. Yeah, because those guys have they have been in the same conference, but Giannis wasn't Giannis then. Um. I mean, they actually played each other in a playoff. That was uh, that was a long time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm convinced, but I want I wanted to talk that through. It, um, and it was good. That, it was good that we did because that was I think one of the more uncommon ones that you and I would have in here. That like if we if we threw this out to casual fans or to many many people in our of our brethren, I think that they wouldn't have OG on. But you and I are very focused on those top three teams, and I think that he is more useful against them, less useful against a lot of other teams. And I just genuinely don't care about that nearly as much. Okay. So he. He's on. And Jalen Brown is on. And and Jalen Brown is on. Yeah, just another 3 and D option, but also can attack a closeout. Yeah. Like, you're not going to leave him. Uh, you know, he can run a pick and roll on the backside if we need it. He can get out in transition. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I think my the last two that I would want to go for here then, because we're at eight now, right? Yes. Let me count it to make sure. Yes, we're at eight. Yeah, so we only have one guard on the team in, in, right now, and that's Booker. But that's okay. I think, I, I'm you know, Brown can play some guards. Simmons can, can defend guards. Yeah, Simmons. Simmons can dribble the ball up i think we're we're in solid shape there i think my, my i would advocate for holiday and morant would to, would be my two let's go through some of the other candidates though as we kind of kind of work through it um yeah. De'Aaron fox more established than john morant can be a transition force which was one of the arguments you made there how do you feel about those two guys as three-point shooters this year morant 37% Fox was at 31% but Morant didn't take that many th- he you know his volume was actually pretty low but he does yeah. a lot of other things well of course yeah I mean if we're putting Morant out there it's to put the ball in his hands as a pick and roll player um and uh I think Morant is a better passer than Fox I mean that's a, as we were talking about I think other than Simmons we don't really have a great passer on the team and and it could well be that Morant's not going to play that much I mean even a 10-man rotation you don't necessarily need all these guys um and then Drew can be out there he's just solid he can shoot an open three he's not you know unbelievable I mean, we don't we don't really have other than maybe porzingis we don't have and he doesn't even shot that well from three this year we don't have that one like crazy knockdown guy maybe booker would be that if he spotted up more um you know he's definitely not going to get left at least it's a, it, it's a shame you put just... bradley peel on your all nba team this year he would have been an easy <laughs> inclusion uh, um, but let's, let's let's go through some of the other guys though um so i would yeah. say the other ones that we should seriously consider donovan mitchell and cj mccollum cj as an offensive as an offensive force both on and off ball would be a, a it'd be nice to have him yeah he's redundant with booker if we didn't have booker uh you know i think booker has that game where he can get to a shot in the mid-range and rise up cj is kind of like that too but would but you like it but you even if it's not playing them together but just having another guy who can do what De- what devin booker does would be useful considering the creation that we're looking for yeah but then you have another defensive liability out there as well um and, you know and tatum can can do some pretty good scoring too i mean we've still we, we've got other guys who, who can do that zion is capable of doing that if we need him to um i mean i do think booker is going to start and we're probably going to be building the offense around him more than anyone so i i, I don't i think cj he's also not really 
really a great passer he hasn't been like that efficient like he can get hot in the playoffs for sure and he tries more on defense than booker does but i i, I think he's too redundant he's still like booker is better than him in most areas and i, I think i just want to have more looks available like i would rather have either morant or holiday oversee the person the, the last guy that i want to discuss and we can compare him to both holiday and morant because we've already gone kind of through the other point guards and all that is donovan mitchell mitchell this year 56 percent true shooting 36 percent from three had the highest three-point attempt rate of this group but also um uh, through a high, uh, and uh, so i think that the challenge with mitchell is that he doesn't have in my eyes that that unstoppable that go-to thing and he's good at a lot of other things but he's also like his strengths aren't high enough for the on this team he'd be a damn good player but I think that's you know I, I like that we have to have guys who are a little bit more extreme and then you just have to choose to play them in the right roles yeah I think that's right and he needs he hasn't been like like if you put him on James Harden like he's gotten cooked right like that's a matchup that the Jazz are like oh shit we got to get out of right and that's and that's part another part of why I want Drew Holiday on this team is just for for those circumstances even in the early rounds of the playoffs it's good to have him have him there all right so did I convince you on Morant I'm not wholly convinced but I think that it is he who who is your top candidate uh to replace him probably Fox I like I like De'Aaron yeah. I like De'Aaron Fox a lot, and I think that it, he's. I, I mean, statistically, Fox is the better player. Like I I I completely understand that. And also defensively, I, he he did it to me. He does a better job, and he's he's been better this year. Um, and but I why I'm kind of sympathetic. What I what I think makes the most sense about your argument is the idea that we're we're probably not asking a lot. I mean, in all likelihood, this player is the ninth or tenth guy in the rotation. And your ninth or tenth player man in your rotation isn't going to be asked to do as much. And if they're screwing up, you'll go to somebody else. And so Fox being more stable is valuable, but it matters less in this than if we were asking that player to be the starting one. And if they were the starting yeah. one, I would I would go with Fox over Morant, and I would push harder on it. But that's not what we're asking right now. We're looking for a a spark plug bench player, and I think. I think Fox would do very well in that role. You know, it's a it's a tough margin, but Ja, I think the argument for him gets comparatively stronger. Yeah, the biggest thing that just sticks out to me is watching him at the end of games for Memphis just be completely unstoppable, including against good teams. Like I remember, I was remembering oh, yeah. that Lakers game. Yeah, and like you look at his clutch stats on the year. I mean, that's really the only time that Memphis is just like, hey, Ja, run a pick and roll over and over again. We're going to that. We're, we're going to have great spacing for him. We're going to have a, a great role man so um we should talk a little right. we should talk a little bit yeah. so we, we i'll run through who our 10 players are yeah like who's gonna start and stuff drew yeah. jaw drew drew holiday jaw morant devin booker jason tatum jalen brown og ananobi ben simmons zion williamson Kristaps porzingis bam Adebayo. tentatively who who is the starting five and then if it's different what would be i mean the bucks ended the season with the best record what do we think would be our closing five against the bucks Okay, well, so so I think Porzingis is always going to start for us at center. Other teams are going with a more conventional look usually to start games. So Porzingis will always start at center. Um, Devin Booker and Tatum, I think, are going to start for us regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we agree on that. Um, and then I would say... 
Simmons is probably I, I might have him next in that he can defend he can defend yeah. on the guard line I, and I, I mean yeah Simmons is gonna probably be like our role man playing pick and roll with Booker yeah that's or Tatum like that's now we could see them just switch the other team could just switch that that's a problem but you know the Bucks don't do a ton of um also I love Porzingis's matchup against the Bucks like he actually that game where that Dallas won the the Bucks defense gives up so many above the break threes to bigs now the Bucks might just go with the, you know Giannis and Marvin Williams to try and take that away but he, he really well Andy has a high a release key. point yeah he, he's a big key to unlocking that defense where they just completely barricade the rim so okay so Simmons Simmons Porzingis Tatum Booker who's the fifth starter I, and I think the answer might be that it changes on matchup yeah it could uh, I mean we could go with Jalen Brown we could go with Holiday that's probably those are probably the two it's either gonna be Jalen Brown or Holiday it could theoretically be OG in very specific matchups like if you need to throw him on like against the Lakers maybe OG would start but I don't think you would start him against yeah anybody I, I mean else. I don't think I don't maybe think against maybe against enough. the Clippers but like maybe if it's just like holy shit like Ben Simmons is just getting cooked right Right. by Kawhi and LeBron like maybe we would think okay. about it. and like OG is hitting some shots right or yeah but I would say Drew um, Drew probably in the early rounds Jalen in the later rounds just based on how talent is distributed I think that's probably about right though there are certain exceptions of course yeah I mean and it would also depend who's playing well in these in these yeah. matchups um, Zion would just wreck in his like 15 minutes oh man it'd be so that, much fun. that that would be the hope and maybe he could actually play some defense too yeah uh, in, if he only, he's only limited to 15 uh, minutes okay so the, the last question I wanted do is milwaukee and before the hiatus had the best record who is their closing five and i'm gonna argue that bam should be in it because i think that he is this team's best defender on Giannis. yeah th- that might be true so um, for me it's porzingis porzingis and bam in my my opinion i think maybe, maybe. i think that's the way um, i the way i might take it well well so but then porzingis is gonna guard a shooter though that's not gonna work yeah that's true so no i, I think it probably have to be bam um Tatum, you know, Tatum, Tatum really and Booker, Tatum and Booker, are both in there because we need them for offense. Yeah, we might. Ta- I could see possibly taking Booker out, uh, depending. I mean, you, you might. Maybe you, if Morant really has it going, you would go with him or Drew. Um, yeah, I mean, you might also need to take out Simmons. I mean, there's a lot of it, 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 there's a lot of considerations here. Um, but like, what do you? But what would be our kind of like our expectation default? I think that's I think that's a worthwhile exercise. So Bam, you're saying Bam at the five, then Tatum, Brown, and then either maybe you know, Booker a flex guy and then who's the who's the fifth if if og's not guarding Giannis, he doesn't need to be in the game yeah that, that's true um yeah i mean maybe it could be zion maybe it could be Morant. I, sorry i know i'm not like specifically answering the question but um yeah it just depends how we're gonna play are we gonna switch are we gonna play a more conventional style do we have enough shooting without Porzingis? That's a question. That's why I think Booker is going to end up being on the floor is because yeah. to, just to make to make the offense function. I think yeah. there's no, even I, a I chance it ends up being that. that you 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 suck it up and play Porzingis with and have him guard a shooter anyway. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, Brook Lopez shoots 29% from three, so you know, maybe, maybe you just uh, just deal with that. Yeah, or you put him, or even, I mean, we haven't seen teams really do this, but just put him on a smaller guy and just say, deal with... Well, yeah, do or he guards, he guard Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Eric Bledsoe is out there. Um, so uh, what, do, what do you think? Is this team, do you think this team wins it? I, I mean, I think I think we're easily a top four team. Yes. That, that's obvious to me. But what do you think this team ranks in offense and defense? Defensively, I think they're, they're top five, maybe top 
top two. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think this is the second best defense. And then offense, maybe, maybe the best. Offensively, uh, we'll see. We'll see what kind of coaching. We I mean, have. so I mean, so probably. offensively, I think they have the best best bench offense in the league. <laughs> let's let's that's let's true. start yeah, let's start yeah, with that. Easily. So so in the regular season, they'll have they'll have that, and then they're probably maybe around league average, maybe a little bit above that with the starting five. There's a lot of, a lot I mean, of good think- players, very few mm-hmm. true drags transition would be nasty i mean this is i think this is a better offense than bucks don't you yeah but remember the bucks get i think they get the highest proportion of their offense in transition of the entire league and this team could theoretically do the same they could have that same approach of just pushing yeah pushing super duper hard uh so the bucks ended up so they were um where were they in? so they were they were fourth in yeah. offense yeah, so I guess maybe maybe around the five range. I don't think they'd be nearly as good as like Dallas, but Dallas was really a, a lot a far ahead of everybody else. So yeah, and, and I think also like our team is better set up to for offense in the playoffs. Yes, we've got guys who, who can. We've got a lot of matchups that we can go to one on one. Whereas I mean, we've seen the best regular season offenses outside of the Warriors have kind of been all right shooting pick and roll by this awesome creator who oh. does everything. You know, Harden Doncic. Here's here's one more question. Of those top three teams that we focused so heavily on, who do you think this team matches up best against and who do you think they match up worst against? I don't think the Lakers can score on us. That that was something I thought about too. I mean, I think we're going to have, they don't really have the personnel. Like maybe they would, you know, run a, a LeBron small pick and roll at Booker or something like that. But I don't think they have enough shooting to really stress us out. We've got a lot of length. We've got a lot of guys who can recover, double team very quickly, pretty smart defenders. We've got Porzingis who can kind of barricade the rim. Um, the only thing I might worry about a little bit is the defensive glass. Um you know, we've also we could go to like a switching defense as well without a bio. Um, Lakers also don't really have anyone to guard Tatum, right? That well, yeah, and especially if Tatum and Booker are on the floor together, I think that could create some some matchup problems. And also, you're forcing the Lakers to get back really hard in transition defense, so I think they're going to have to spend fewer resources on the glass. Yeah, I think the Bucks would probably give us the most problem. Uh, we have. I, yeah, I think it's the Clippers. I think it's the Clippers. They have you know George and Kawhi bring some real problems. And they also have, you know, Lou Williams. They have some perimeter scores that I'm not sure we have. The they, they, It's not like Lou Williams is going to crush our team, but we didn't really build our team to stop those guys. We focused more on wings because. Yeah, I mean, I think we could switch, though, if we needed to against against like but the Lou Williams, the Clippers, Harold. I, I, think, and we I, could, think, I mean, we would abuse Lou on the other end. Right, and I also think that the the Clipper, you know, the Clippers don't have the Bucks rim protection, and our team puts so much pressure. Depending on the configuration, but in some configurations, they put a lot of pressure on the basket. So, like, I I could imagine running some lineups where Zion just runs wild, and just they don't really have much to get in his. Well, I mean, Zubats can be there a little bit, but yeah. I, I, I think the Clippers are the are the the Clippers offense I think would have the would would be the best of the three against us but then their their defense would be worse than the Bucks so I guess it's kind of where do you think where do you think the bigger issue is but also like for the Bucks defense the specific thing that they concede is above the break threes to good shooting big men and so if Porzingis can hit shots in that series then I mean that's putting yeah. a lot on his shoulders but it would take so much for them to change away from that that i wouldn't expect it yeah so what do you think you think this team wins the championship i think i think we would do it i think think they would be the favorites in each series and that's about as good as you can hope yeah i I don't think yeah i don't think we would be like just walt oh hell no 
I think there'd be a lot of but six and just, seven games. There's too series. many great players. I mean, that the history of the NBA is that when I mean Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are better than anyone who's on our team. Right, and LeBron and AD and then Giannis. Yeah. Do you think Middleton is better than anyone on our team? No, I would agree. Um, yeah, I mean the one thing I might worry about is just that we might go a little cold, and also just we have a lot of guys who don't have playoff experience. I mean, a lot it could come down to coaching as well. We can never get somebody who is one of the three best coaches in the NBA. Yeah, he's never. He's never. So we would have to get someone who's never been top three in coach of the year that might actually who, be our, who would that be that, uh, that might actually that's, be our choice let, let's look that up right now actually who who's our coach i don't know if we can Quinn find Snyder ever got a top three i don't know if it's easy to find top three everywhere I mean, nick nurse will, will be this year yeah we can't we can't count the same same rules apply it might be quinn snyder the the big problem with the coaches is that they coach such a long time well here i i've we've got the last uh three years or four years of this Wait, I might be able to find it on Basketball Reference. Let me. Let me Quinn check. Snyder is ineligible. Brad Stevens is ineligible. Right. Dwayne Casey, very ineligible. Uh, D'Antoni, Kerr, Popovich, Budenholzer. Nick Nurse would make it this year, so that's not fair. Doc Rivers, obviously. Mike Malone was number three last year. Hey, Dave Yeager is unemployed. Was Vogel ever top three? Atkinson? Yeah, yeah, he brought yeah, Atkinson. Here, let me let me find my list, my top coaches list. Yeah, Atkinson also unemployed. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd like someone who can like do some some adjustments, playoffs. Anybody who's got uh, yeah, Rick Carlisle is definitely ineligible. Yes. He won it one year. Yeah, I mean, you'd really be down in the... God. Billy Donovan? Like, Billy... Yeah, it would be like Billy Donovan. Taylor Jenkins? How about Taylor Jenkins? Yeah, we want somebody who's been who's been proven with adjustments. Let's pick Taylor Jenkins. Stotts is Stotts has probably been the top three before. He, yeah, he he was in the last in, in the last four years. Um, Brett Brown. Oh, let's just go with Popovich. He's never been the top three. Um, I, I love that being the the shortcoming of this team is the head coach. Yeah, I mean we need some good coaching here. We got we got a lot of young dudes who are uh, playoff inexperienced. Yeah, there's uh most coaches who have been around for a while got, were at one point in the top three for coach of the year. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with you. I mean, I think this team, I think this team is probably, you know, the number two offense and the number two defense in the NBA during the regular season. I might go around four or five in offense, but that's not too far. Just apart. what is the weakness? Just not of shooting? Yeah, I would say. And, and they're the pick and roll threats aren't super potent at all like yeah. the, the starting the and i could see the crunch time offense being a, getting a little bit bogged down against but only against good teams i don't think that'd be as much of a regular season problem all right well this was fun it was uh let us know what it what, let us know what you think did we uh did we do a good job here who should we have picked instead uh are we gonna win the nba championship with this group i, I feel i feel pretty good about it but uh you know there's always big surprise we like the players that we picked um yeah i, I but i don't think it's fate accomplished I mean, you just to have to not have those absolute great players. But like, I mean, if you just consider these players compared, it was actually I was thinking of this. There are players that have been championship quality, I think, without having guys who are all NBA type of players that you're like. Portland was up 15 points in 2000 in the fourth quarter of game seven and they would have won the championship probably against the Pacers that Pacers team also probably didn't have anyone who was all NBA that year and made the finals um but that Portland team was really good they just had a ton of depth you know I think this team has more talent than that team did like relative to the league um yeah I think we I mean the Bucks just have like jiggered the math so crazily I think we would have the best though I, I, it would be uh it'd be close we'd we'd be definitely top two with the Bucks. yeah I agree I think we'd be top to i think they'd probably be number one at least in the regular season because that their what their configuration just crushes bad teams in a way that ours yeah. would not 
Um, all right, well, yeah, let us know what you thought. Hopefully uh, you thought this was a fun exercise. Danny and I just spitballing back and forth, trying to come up with our best conception of how to build a team. Anything you want to talk about before we go here? A couple of pieces have come out. Well, one has already come out. One's coming out soon. Did a uh, piece on short-term GMing, folk kind of with the Knicks as a backdrop for it. That's at The Athletic, theathletic.com slash capspace. Have a Knicks Q&A that should be coming out in the next couple uh, Friday, maybe early next week. And then Real Gym Radio with Mike Prada, we talked about title lists. We talked about Prada's pictures, the new newsletter that he's doing, and a few other things. So yeah, you could you could check all that out. Um, and then I'll have more coming out over the next few days. All right, sounds good. Don't forget, please check out the COVID Daily News, that daily coronavirus podcast that I'm doing with Ben Taylor. I think it is the absolute best place in the world to get your coronavirus news from, at least the most efficient place because we're aggregating so much uh, together. D- don't stress yourself out and watch cable news. It's a waste of time this is better and danny and i will be back next week talk to y'all then at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every basket every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.